Golfing gerbils and great big tanks. 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 All right, welcome to Parking Thought, the podcast and YouTube channel where I share my thoughts when I park, sometimes in a chair, oftentimes in my car. On this show, we explore the contribution of systems and people we often take for granted. Curiosity, meet gratitude. My name is Jacob, and I'm glad you're here today. In this or this week, we're looking at tech that has helped make our lives better. And in our previous episode, which was episode seven, so proud to be seven episodes into this podcast. Woohoo! All right, but in episode seven, we talked about BSD and ZFS. And today, in episode eight, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about TCP IP, right? And you might have seen this in a couple of places, but honestly, for most of us in our lives, it's become transparent. TCP slash IP, right, is a protocol used to allow our computers to talk to one another. Now, it stands for Transmission Control Protocol slash Internet Protocol. And it's been around for quite a while. But uh, and was developed initially by the Department of Defense, right, and the DARPA project and those sorts of things. What it was trying to do was solve the problem of how we can get machines to talk to one another as an on-demand service. So prior to TCP IP and packet switching and those sorts of things that we have, um, what people would do in order to get machines to talk is it would require a dedicated connection which means that you had to have constant voltage going between one system and another system. Now, sending constant voltage between two systems was always difficult to do because voltage varies, right? Depending on the equipment that you're using and how old it is and all kinds of other factors, voltage can vary and voltage would send different signals depending on how it would vary. And you also couldn't do this over a long distance, right? Um, we transmit our electricity in the United States at 60 hertz, um, over uh, uh, an alternating current. And in more local settings, we use DC, you know, current to be able to transmit our information. And so computers coming around, right? One of the many ways that we solved the problem of being able to get them to talk was to use always on connections. And um, that worked, um, but it wasn't terribly effective. And so they came up with different ways of doing packet switching. Now what packet switching does, it says, okay, I've got this chunk of information to send and I'm going to break it up into smaller pieces and then send that information, you know, to a computer um, or to a network, right? One small chunk at a time, and then they can recompile them on the other end of things. And so packet switching was really important, but there were lots of different ways to do packet switching, um, quite a bit actually. And there were lots of different ways of getting computers to talk to one another. So the reason why I'm grateful for TCP IP as because back in the day before TCP IP became the standard, right, we used to have things called NetBuoy, NetBuoy and a bunch of other protocols that were out there. I remember wanting to play Warcraft 2. Yes, Warcraft 2. Not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft 2 was one of the first games that we had in our house um, back when we had barely gotten two computers that I could play over a network. But we didn't call it a network. You had a I remember saving up my money from mowing lawns to be able to buy what's called a, a serial null modem cable. And so that way I could be um, four feet away from my brother's computer and we could play Warcraft 2 against one another. And it was the coolest thing ever. And I thought it was awesome. And this is well before the days of Wi-Fi, right? So TCP IP, right, came about a few years later, really got popular a few years later. Um, 
and we were able to just start connecting our computers physically to networks using Ethernet cables. And oh my goodness, what an improvement that was because the null modem cable was kind of like a, I mean, this is pre-USB. So it was a thicker cable. Um, it was cumbersome to use. You had to carry it around in a box. You know, it was not the sort of thing that would allow you to create a LAN party. But, you know, hey, in 1997, I think it was, 1996, it was way cool to be able to play that with my brother. And as TCP IP became popular, right, um, one of the things that, we used to have to do is we used to have to configure our TCP IP networks on our Windows 95 machines and be able to set up the protocol in there. And then something happened, especially around the the advent and popularity of Wi-Fi, is we had tools that became layers on top of TCP IP that made it so it was transparent to us, or at least most of us, what it was doing in the background. It was simply a matter of telling the computer to connect to the network, and off it ran. And all of that nowadays runs on TCP IP runs on this protocol that was developed by the DOD, and you may not even notice it. I mean, my kids have been exposed to it because of a couple of things. One is we have a movie server in our house, right? We have a media server in our house, and I encourage them to log on to that media server using the IP address, right? So the 192.168.2.100 colon 32400, right, is how they've learned how to do it. They've also learned how to do it because of Minecraft. Oh my goodness. All that technology that we have built and layered on so that way we have an ease of use experience. Sometimes you have to use tools that in, encourage us uh, to be able to know how that technology works. And Minecraft is doing that with our kids. And so I'm grateful that that's out there as well. Um, TCP IP has just been this wonderful thing that's out there. And, and one of those things you probably didn't notice. Now, there are variations of it, right? There's IP version 6 and IP version 4. IP version 4 has four numbers. IP version 6 has a lot more characters um, to be able to communicate IP addresses. And generally speaking, those two networks don't talk to one another. Now, on your computer and on your home network, you're probably running IP version 4. It's easier to manage. I know at work it definitely is because you can subnet things out. Remember that 192.168? Yeah, 192.168 and all the numbers that come after it are designed so that way people can use those in their own home. And then there's a translation layer usually in your uh, your modem, right? Or your, um, your, yeah, it's in your modem. What do we call it? The cable box, whatever we call it these days. Um, whatever the fancy kids are saying, right? Uh, anyway, it translates that um, 192.168 into another IP address that can be seen by your internet service provider. So we use IP version 4 generally at home. IP version 6 is actually used by most of the cellular networks, which is absolutely awesome. And IP version 6 gives us a lot more addresses to play with out there on the internet. Now, if you wanted to see IP version 6 in action, right, you could go ahead and do that. Um, especially if you're on a Mac, there's a an app, there's a a uh, command called dig d i g, and if you go into your terminal on your Mac, um, you can type in dig and then like Google.com, and it'll show you the numbers associated with Google, um, which is really pretty cool. Now on Windows, if you go to the command line, right? Uh, let's see, I'm looking it up right now. I think there's a way to do it on the command line. Um, well, you can install dig on the command. You can install it on Windows. I found that out, but that's not what we necessarily want to do. Huh, I don't remember how to do this on Windows, which is really interesting. Um, oh, it was NS lookup. 
NS lookup space and then type in google.com and it would show up for you. I'm not sure if they still have that feature in Windows. Windows has kind of avoided using the command line and the Mac kind of lets people still be able to do that out there. So the next time you connect your computer, um, let's remember all the people who invented and helped create and popularize TCP IP. Uh, we don't necessarily have a good, well, we might have a good list of their names, but I've never bothered to look them up. But it's amazing how our lives have improved because of these people that we've never even really thought of and how to get our computers to connect. I often laugh that without the internet, our devices are useless. Um, growing up, we didn't have the internet and our computers occupied a lot of our times. So we were able to do a lot with them or felt like we could do a lot with them. And now once our computers are disconnected, if there's a power outage or something else, it really uh, brings home that we've changed these things from being, you know, personal computing devices to being devices that we use to connect us uh, with others um, and how much that has shifted. And that wouldn't have been possible without TCP IP. And so that's, you know, what I wanted to share in this edition of Parking Thought. And I'm really glad that you guys are here. So I, I, this is the part where I get to tell you to please like and subscribe wherever you happen to find this. This podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes or over at parkingthought.com. And we are now on Spotify. Yes, and you could be the first listener on Spotify itself. So if you are a Spotify person, go ahead and search for Parking Thought, or you can go ahead and click on the link in the show notes below, right, to be able to connect as the first listener on Spotify. How cool would that be, right? You may not be the first at a lot of things, right? Climb a mountain, you might not be the first one up there, but you could be the first one to connect um, and listen on Spotify, and that would be pretty cool. And at the end of every podcast, I challenge you guys that remember... In a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?